is up, everybody. Welcome back to another eclectic, now actually happy episode of the Panthers Nation Network. And I got to start by saying, are you not entertained? Hey, are man. you not entertained? My God, that it's it, I'm I, I'm I'm floating right now. I, I'm flo- I, there are no words, man. It, it's it, it goes to show you. It's so easy to see how Cam affects a room, bro. You, you you can just tell the energy around Panthers fans just on Twitter in real life. You can see. The aura is starting to glow. We're happier. You know what I'm saying? We feel more confident. We can we can be proud to say, hey, you know what? My team's the Carolina Panthers, man. And you know what? And we feel and we feel like we have a chance each and every week with Cam Newton on the roster, even even if he's not in a full starter capacity. Yeah, um, what a week it's been for Panthers fans. I wasn't able to get on the day after we recorded the podcast this past week um, because in typical Panther Nation Network fashion, uh, the Panthers had a, a huge news the day after we recorded, so I wasn't able to talk about that. Of course, great to see Cam back. I am still shocked that it happened. I, I cannot believe we we made that move, but it, I'm I'm glad we did, and it's helped us already and um the benefits are only gonna you know continue to grow and we got a lot to unpack with it but i mean what a week it's been uh you know just you know signing cam newton back to begin with then despite not having you know granted didn't have kyler and hopkins we knock off the eight and one arizona cardinals so it's a good week to be a panthers fan we definitely yeah we definitely got to keep keep our wits about us because yeah no kyler no hopkins no jj watt like there was, I mean, you're playing Colt McCoy, y'all. You're playing Colt McCoy, so we got it. And not, and then not even Colt McCoy for 45 <laughs> minutes. Whoever the heck, I don't even know, whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, I, yeah. Arm, but, arm sleeve. I'm quite. It was like a sleeveler or something like some, that. I, it sounded like a Pokemon. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell <laughs> you. But like, I mean, either way, y'all. Like, I shed a real man tear when Cam ran it in that first play, and then two, and then 20 seconds later, is throwing to Robbie. I mean, it, it was. Surreal is the only word I can describe it. Like, it, it, we know – I don't know what we're going to get from him. I'm not expecting no. anything from him. But, I mean, y'all, like Cam Newton is scoring touchdowns, wearing number one for the Carolina Panthers once again. And also, I got to say, props to Tepper. Tepper, I think, came out of this looking the best. Not okay. only – like, because if the rumors are true and he – I don't know why – I mean, Gilmore would have – wearing one would have looked look cool, but if – he vetoed Gilmore wearing one. He had either he had the reti- the the jersey retirement, or he had Cam coming back in mind. And Greg kind of put it, you know, Greg Olson put it, you know, I think the best where when they were having all the ceremonies for ta- for TD and Greg Tepper at that. We remember Tepper said, you know, we're gonna give Cam is gonna come back to Carolina, and he never never said in what capacity. He never said in what capacity Cam was coming back to Carolina, and it's not for a reunion tour. It's not for a farewell tour. It, it's to make actual impact on the team. And it was just, you could see the difference from top to bottom. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I, yeah, and like you said, we got to keep our wits about it because we know this thing isn't going it, to, this, it's, this is no way that he can just come into a, a starting role off the rip and, and, and pick up the offense. But it it, it does, feel, you do see the, um, the the amount of joy that's all that, that that's on the team that is with, you know, surrounding this team right now. You see how well the defense played off of the fact that the offense is putting the ball in the end zone. The fact that the offense is flipping position positions on the field. They're not they're not having to start at the 40-yard line going in. So, I mean, it, it can change. I mean, a lot of things are just – a lot of things are in front of us, man. And, you know, 
the, a win like the, today against the Cardinals, like you said, we know that we know there was no Kyler, no there was no D Hop, but those one of those wins where that's a momentum builder. That's one of those. Like, it kind of reminds you of that twenty of that twenty fourteen season where we uh, we kind of had to slip and slip our way in however we could. But you know, getting those types of wins, even though they're probably not the most, you know, you know, not not you, you're not gonna get those every week. But the confidence grows, and as long as the confidence grows and the play starts to get, starts to improve, everything starts to level up. And I'm and I'm just you know I'm excited for what for us to come in the next uh, in the next seven weeks. It's exciting stuff and. There's a lot that needs to be seen, and at this point in our season, it's it's a step in the right direction. But we still could go um, in two polar opposite directions. We couldn't, you know, be a bottom of half of the league team and be picking in the top ten, or we could sneak into a wild card spot. I really think both of those are very likely situations. Both both are equally as. Likely. I mean, no, you go. Yeah, yeah, but so it, it really all it's all going to be about how Cam meshes with the rest of. the rest of the offense and how he can play as a full-time quarterback and we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to see that um i know we'll preview it but next week like seeing the panthers and cam playing ron it's it's gonna it's gonna be a special game it's gonna be a special game no matter the outcome and um you, you know you hope cam and throughout the rest of the week you know builds that rapport with the offense help you know learns it um he's not gonna be perfect going into this next week he's not gonna know the playbook in and out but uh, if he can take that next step to make it through an entire game, um, knowing the playbook wise, that's going to be um, the next big step in really trying to, you know, win win enough games here at the end of the at the end of the regular season in a weak NFC, a really weak NFC, and maybe sneak into one of these wild cards. And we, you know, as Panthers fans today, we we're really helped out with uh, the rest of the NFC South losing. I say I said earlier, our fate was in our own hands, which is normally the last place I want it to be is in our own hands. But I mean, yeah. We sit at it right now. We're sitting at that seventh spot once again with the Saints only ahead of us by a half a game. And y'all got to remember, we're undefeated in the division right now. We're two, we're, we're two and zero in the division with who we played. So we get the tiebreakers. I mean, we have unfortunately Tampa Bay, the NFL schedule makers for whatever reason decided to do it to us again for what like the fifth straight year where we have to play yeah. the top seed in our division. Weeks fifteen and six, seventeen are now sixteen, and you know what, and and eighteen or whatever it is. I can't do math, but so that's going to be very interesting coming through. And I like that we have Washington and Miami in between to supersede those. Those are going to be very, very critical games. Hey, you know, it's crazy that you said that because I was thinking the exact same thing. You look at your next three games: Washington, Miami, Atlanta. Three, three very winnable games. That is, you know, very winnable games. very winnable games, and now and not only that, I can now we I can, say let me, that. Let me, y'all, okay, let, me, let me just ask y'all like, do you feel better about your playoff hopes right now than you did last week? Before, oh, camp? absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt. Not and not even because of Cam. I mean, we were talking about it. Is this what it would have been like if we had a competent quarterback all season? Like, PJ, I gotta give props to PJ because yes, he had he, he had his moments, but he played. I mean, he looks like a veritable, you know backup quarterback to fringe quarterback somewhere else. I mean, I, I like he was making, I mean, look at the immediate connections already. Robbie getting touches. I mean, clearly McCaffrey still being the leading receiver is an issue. We have to work around. It's not an issue per se. It's a good issue to have, but like his impact is clearly shown. And what the one thing I, I want to stress this is the, the best available or the best ability is availability. 
we need to keep on this carousel of running backs and quarterbacks. I think, honestly, props to Joe Brady. This is his first game with Cam. I think that was something that we very we, was not talked about this a lot this past week. This was his first game with Cam Newton and with Christian McCaffrey at the same time. And the rotation of PJ and Cam, I think he he worked out to a T. And the packages he had for Cam, I think, emphasized the things that Cam is good at. We saw him try to go in some of those other scenarios. His arm's still not 100% there. That's going to come with time. And then as far as running back goes, having Amir, having Chuba, and having McCaffrey and the way they rotated them, I think was a very productive for this game. And, you know, we, start, we saw McCaffrey, has he's still got to stretch it a little bit. He's still got to roll it a little bit. So I would continue to be sparing in these next few weeks against, you know, Washington and Miami. I mean, I'll ask y'all, do we think Cam is the person to start against Washington with it Rivera being on the other end? Is there a disadvantage to playing Cam as opposed to P.J.? That's how I'll let you go go first on this one. So it's tough because we, uh, you know, PJ starts this game and technically gets the win against against the Cardinals, against the eight one Cardinals. So it's it's tough to bench somebody that gets you that win technically, and and you know it's a different situation with Cam and him probably being better than PJ. Um, PJ is probably more is definitely more in tune with the offense now and probably. Um, it was definitely the right move to start PJ today over Cam. There's no question about that. But I think, you know, this week of practice is going to be huge. I mean, we saw what we did in the game, but, you know, these guys are with the team every single day at practice. They're watching every throw, every rep. Um, they're seeing how Cam's developing with the playbook, developing his chemistry with the guys. And so um, I think that's just going to be something to monitor in practice. Um, the decision, the decision, decision shouldn't be made about Ron or not, or in Washington, it should be, you know, made about what we, what we are, what we can do. And if Cam is ready and if, if he's truly outperforming PJ, then, uh, then he should get the start. But if it's close and, um, you know, Cam's not really head and shoulders above PJ this week, then there's, you know, you give PJ the benefit of doubt because he, he just technically won you that game. Now, maybe PJ only fends him off for one more week, uh, maybe two, maybe maybe he's done as a starter, but um, it's just going to be something to monitor uh, during practice. Absolutely. And um, to, to that point, PJ should get the start this upcoming week. I think that's the best option, at least for the next two weeks, until Cam can operate his offense and, and as close to 100% as possible. You got to go with the guy that's going to give you the best chance that that's going to operate the offense how you want it to be how you want it to operate and 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 for the majority of the game you know what I'm saying PJ can do that I think in certain spots Cam is Cam is very vital in the red zone and short yard situations so there's still a bunch of ways to get Cam involved but again this is, there really should be no rush to make Cam the starter if it's not if it's not time yet when it's time we we know when it's time and we know that Cam. And, and big and big games will give us the best the, the best um the best chance to win. But it, but until that time comes, let it just naturally flow and progress. Exactly. I mean, you have this you know this positionless defense, this play by scenario defense. Utilize that in your offensive scheme. Use the same exact thing. There's no reason because this isn't a normal dual quarterback kind of situation. It's not like you know your one quarterback can run the ball, but your one quarterback can throw the ball. So the defense defenses won't be able to dissect your play calling based off of what, I mean, if, I mean, if Cam's coming in, they know what's going to happen, but they still got a damn stop. And Cam's the best two yard quarterback in in history. I don't care about, don't, don't give me Tom Brady. I don't want to hear it. Cam is the best two, <laughs> Cam is the best two yard. He's, his body is three yards long. So I, like, 
I think the the way the first two drives panned out, that's peak Panthers football. That's what you should be aspiring for every single week. You have a quick, quick defensive series. Hassan Reddick quickly becoming the MVP of this season and this defense especially. Getting to the quarterback, throwing off Colt McCoy, boom. Then Morgan Fox is able to pick it up in a short yard situation. And I like what they did to start out. You don't go straight with Cam. You don't go. You give it to McCaffrey. You try to let McCaffrey go in first. You try a pass play. Then when it comes time, you put Cam in. And Cam, I mean, that was not a walk-in touchdown. He showed he still has the legs to get things going. And same with the, with the pass play. You use him in those scenarios. They made the passing very easy for Cam today, which I liked because – you know, like, I mean, that one pass interference play, he had, he puts that ball five yards in front of DJ and DJ's gone for a touchdown, unfortunately, but it still panned out. So it's definitely not all there. I will say though, we still have to keep our, you know, keep our what's about us because for the touchdowns, especially almost every touchdown was built off of short yardage scenarios. You had the fumble, you had the going for it on fourth and one in their own 45 yard line, which I mean, it worked for us, but like, you know, there's still an issue with PJ and even a little bit of cam with getting the ball, you know, getting to the red zone and getting to success in the red zone when you don't have the only time they did it was the beginning of the first half when they were able to drive downfield. And that was propelled by cam's 30 yard pass interference play. So there's still an issue with the offense there. Uh, you know, we spoke about this before, but before we started recording and, and, and my, my, my answer is going to be a little, my response is going to be a little bit different this time around. I say this, you think about last week against the Patriots, two turnovers in Patriots territory, only six points. I'm I'm not gonna fault I'm not gonna fault them for their two touchdowns coming off of turnovers because you actually still gotta finish the drive off. No, you absolutely. know what I'm saying. So the execution in the red zone was much better today. Even the two even the two point conversion that you got off of off of the last touchdown you scored was still showing that you showing that right now you have two guys right now that can execute in the red zone better than. Sam Darnold could and we and weeks prior, so I, I so I'm gonna give him credit there for that. I now the biggest thing is gonna be can you, you know can you engineer drives and I mean the the pass interference was huge because you know when you play in this league, man, it's hard it's hard to methodically drive the ball ten to fifteen plays every drive if you want to score touchdowns. You need explosive plays. Now I think that Cam is probably the best option to get you those get you those explosive plays because. A veteran quarterback knows when to take a shot, when 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 to take certain shots, and when to, and when to be reserved. And when you had guys like a like a Sam Darnold, who he still plays like he's just coming in, coming into the league. And PJ is a guy that can manage the game well enough, but still isn't of that tier to be to be able to say, "Hey, it's time, it's, it's time to go. It's time to take one time to take a good shot." You know what I'm saying? Cam Newton has it, just brings those intangibles to, to an offense that you know you really you really just can't teach. You only can get it from just being being in those situations over and over again. Yeah, and that, that's really what it comes down to is, you know, fulfilling all of the talent we have on offense to really maximize um, our weapons. And you know, we're we're in a very unique quarterback situation right now. Like it doesn't get much crazier than this. That you don't see this very often. We have a guy. All right, we went in on him a second round pick, built around Darnold, wins the first three games, gets injured which um injured yeah the, the reports this morning yeah yeah they're, uh, they're looking for anything and they're i he's done as a panther and uh, i don't think he's he's a panther starting quarterback um, no ever again so um we'll see when i kick the tires on him it's, um, 
less things I could do with Teddy, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So then, so Donald's on IR. Uh, we got PJ Walker who wins us a game, and then we sign Cam Newton, uh, <laughs> best in franchise history. Resign him. So a real, really unique spot, and uh, on an offense where you know we have the weapons, we don't have the offensive line, and um, you know we're a we're a team that you know needs to figure this out fast, and because we got some important games coming up. Um, we we have like the door is open for us to to you know make a run for this thing in the NFC South. So the door is wide open for us, and uh, we just got to take advantage of it and figure this whole thing out. And it, it's going to come down to coaching at the end of the day. Like we know Cam is is you know he's not going to be the MVP Cam, but he's still the most talented quarterback on the roster. Um, and it, you know it's gonna it's a completely new offense to him, but it's going to be down to coaching to really get him in in with the new system, in with the chemistry, in, the, in with the team. So it's another big moment for Rule and staff to really, you know, get things going again. It's imperative for Joe Brady to not try to run the exact same offense he was running with the weapons he had two weeks ago. Because now you have McCaffrey and now you have Cam. Hell, you got Terrace Marshall coming back. Robbie is now in the fold because you have a quarterback that can make more than one read in a play. So you have to – the problem is you have to figure out how to be able to efficiently utilize all these different weapons. I love McCaffrey. I love his explosive nature. But you can't do that. I mean, the halfback angle pass isn't going to win you a Super Bowl. You can't keep doing it. Like You have to be able to make those reads. And they did it better. They found Robbie. They found Zilstra. Some of those screens I don't agree with. That third down to DJ, you don't run that. Terrace is a rookie, a rookie wide receiver coming off of IR. He's not going to make that block against what was a Buddha Baker. I think I can't, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, I can't, I can't remember either. You're not going to, he's not going to make that block and you don't throw I know you're trying to give cam easy throws, but that's just not, that's it's not, it's not going to work. So you, and for Brady, Brady's really got the biggest, it's a lot on him right now because if he can figure out how to perfectly, not perfectly, but efficiently utilize all these different weapons, the way we've hoped that he is able to do so. And he did it at LSU. Then, we're going, you're going to see some progression. Same with Phil Snow, because while we do have an insane defense, you still got young guys there in the defensive backs. We saw the impact of CJ coming in. I mean, we, this was the first game we had Gilmore. Hopefully his hand's all right. He came back in, but I know it was sparingly. Um, yeah. You had you. This was with the first game. You had Dante, Gilmore, AJ, and CJ all playing at one instance or another, but you still had guys like Miles Hartfield and Keith Taylor in the mix. So, there's the coaching a bit, there's the coaching that you have to bring with these with those fringe guys because there were some open passes there were some open plays and you know Shaq and DJ I mean just in pass coverage have grown leaps and bounds Shaq is everywhere on the field in that middle of the zone I I don't know what changed I don't know what he was watching but it was amazing to see that and so unfortunately like I, like you said like you know we have to keep continuing to show that progression. The do the one group that I do want to, I think, give light to because they I, I don't think people are paying enough attention to this, because the running game still had its ifs and you know for some of the younger for some of the other guys. There were obviously issues in some of these sweeps, some of these other plays where the there was a lot of defenders in the backfield. Zero sacks given up to the Arizona Cardinals. And that is with Pat Elfline as your center. Y'all, I mean that this is the best this is the best pass protection I've seen from this offensive line all season. The group has gotten better over the last three weeks. You know, I'm saying that's now 
three games. So that's 12 quarters now. I think one sack given up in 12, in the last 12 quarters. So you're seeing this offensive line get better. Each, uh, start, starting to get better each and every week. Dennis Daly still had some moments that were kind of just, you know, m- mental lapses that could have caught that that, that, that that cost you a driver. They, that may have cost you a driver too. You want to clean those things up. But again, if that group, can rise to the occasion and be serviceable. I, I you know, I, I spoke about it on, on Twitter. I, I said that group, it group really just needs to be serviceable at best. If it's, if, if that's the, if, if today is an inclination to how they can play moving forward, then you give yourself a shot with with the backup quarterback like PJ and with a guy like Candace having to learn the offense, giving those guys time to be able to go through progressions, go through reads, and properly put and, and properly make decisions to push push his offense forward. So I mean, that offensive line, I mean, kudos. Kudos to that group, man. I have to get credit where credit is due. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, looking at it, that's another group of, of guys where, you know, like you said, it's a puzzle piece group of guys this week trying to mix and match a uh, starting offensive line, which you got to do in the NFL with, you know, the, the, the 50, the 46, uh, you know, spots for a game day roster. You, you're not going to be able to bring a bunch of linemen in to, to really get, you know, backups for every spot. So moving guys around, get, finding that fit where, where we're still trying to do with some of guys, some of our guys, you know, in wake of the uh, paradise injury. But um, if we, like you said, Shanti, if we can get that unit to be even league average on a consistent basis, um, like the possibilities are, you know, for our, the rest of our season are, you know, really, really exciting because, you know, we're the kind of team where I, I don't want to look too far ahead, but, you know, we're the kind of team that we make a playoff spot. We make a wild card spot, like anything can happen in the playoffs any given Sunday. Like, you know, you never know. We're, we're, we're built that way where, you know, we're never out of the fight and we can, um, you know, we might get absolutely obliterated on some weeks, but then other weeks we might, we might hang in there with a tough opponent. So, um, you know, we're kind of in that spot where, you know, some teams might be like, oh, well, we don't want this wild card spot because we're going to lose and we're going to be picking in the middle of the draft. But for us, I think we're in, even though we're, you know, on the um, maybe a below average team right now, um, getting a wild card spot for us is a whole different story because we can, you know, you know, turn it into maybe even a little bit more of a run into the playoffs. But there's, like I said, in the beginning, there's two, you know, very different extremes for, uh, for the Panthers right now. And I really think this couldn't have happened at a better time, honestly, for the Panthers, because you're hitting that sitting at the middle of your season, you're at a crossroads. This Cardinals game was looking like it was going to be a blowout. And again, we have to look, keep the blinders on because there was no Murray. There was no Hopkins. There was no White. Like that's not the same Cardinals that were playing just a few weeks back, but you're hitting this midway point of your season and you've got Washington, Miami, which I say Miami, but then look what they did to the Ravens. And so I don't know how to read them right now, but regardless you have Washington, Miami and, and Atlanta. And that is, a, that, that is a crucial three weeks to figure this stuff out and figure out the best way to do this because then you have, you have Buffalo, then you have the Bucks, and you have the Saints. And that month can either get you, you know, propel you to a playoff spot or knock you out completely, depending upon how you utilize that time. And I think that there are definitely still some things that, you know, we have to, like we said, obviously figure out. But Shantis, you talked about it before. I mean, I said it last week. Last week, we were not a we were not a team that's gonna win a playoff game. Nope. This week. We can win this week. Can we, we can win the playoff game. This team that I saw today reminded me of old Panthers football. This is a team that if and it really all depends on the offense and and, and that's the, that's the only side of the ball we're really just like 
it's week to week with this group, and you know if it plays up to the potential, then I don't think many teams will want to see this group in a wild card game. If you have, if, if you if you walk into the stadium, man, you got Cam Newton walking in with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey on offense. You any other year, if I told you that that was your group for any other year, you say, oh, that's a top five offense right there. You wouldn't, you really wouldn't want to see that group, especially coming come even even if they're coming on the road. You that's not a, that's not a group you want to see. But again, that consistency that the consistency of that group has to has to become, you know, has to become more prominent. You know, so we have to see this we have to see this group put out efforts like today where. You can well. You rush for over 150 yards. You have you have, you have a ground game that could, that, that that can control the clock, control the pace of the game. You have a, you you have a passing attack that is, you know, taking care of the football. We can do that. That's something we can improve upon in, in the upcoming weeks. As far you know, as far as just you know, turnovers and and not you know, not fumbling handoffs, not throwing interceptions, you know, putting the ball in harm's way. But 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 I mean, like I said, week to week, man, this team is. It's just a question mark, but it's a fun, but but it's a fun question mark right now. I think I think for fans now, it's a lot more fun going into this, going into the the next three weeks than it would have been the previous than the previous three that we that we've seen. We feel like we got a chance right now, but again, it's still uh, I I, I like like we said, bro, we gotta keep our wits about it because this thing this thing can go either way still. I like the right. fun fun question mark. It's like a like a Spanish question mark, the upside it's, down one. Yeah. <laughs> But go yeah, ahead, Tyler. That's a good way to that's a good way to put it. The upside down question mark. And like one of the biggest keys I think going forward is um keeping like the energy and emotions high and in check, uh controlled, but like still keep that same energy that we had today. Um, you know, it was easy for us to be energetic and excited today as a team. Like we just signed Cam. We're going against an eight and one team that is missing their quarterback, and um it was really an opportunity to to uh, redefine ourselves in the middle of the season, which is, you know, not a, not a thing that a lot of teams get, get a chance to do. So I think there was a lot of energy from that, but we need to keep that energy from week to week um, going forward and keep that energy in check and not get too, um, too wound up over some things and uh, keep, you know, the penalty on the cam touchdown was, you didn't like to see it, but no, but I mean, but it's one of those things where, it was gonna come. So this voice sounded kind of messed up, though. He was—I I don't know if he was just—it was the way the mic was, but he sounded—it it didn't sound intimidating it, as he as I know he wanted it to sound. Oh yeah, right after that, they showed him uh, in his first game against the Cardinals, and just to see him then and to see him now, it's like wow, this guy, this guy is gonna. So it looks so different. And so, I don't know what the Cardinals have done to this man, but you think about his first game, even though we lost, right. and then you think of NFC Championship, NFC playoffs before that. The Cardinals right. and him just – He is a – the Cardinals have just been a stepping stone in Cam's career, bro. Anytime Cam's about to, about to turn the corner and do something magnificent, bro, the Cardinals are usually next on the schedule, bro. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, bro, and if that's the case, if history repeats itself, then – don't hey, y'all don't want to see us, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. These next three weeks are very are very pivotal, man. And you know that you know this game today was you know no matter whether who played who was the quarterback for the Cardinals, this was this was a must win situation for us. And we wanted to position ourselves to, to, to get that wild card spot. You now you're now at five and five. You can now you know realistically we all we all think realistically over these next three weeks you can come out of that stretch eight and five. Totally different outlook than than. Than where you are right now, because okay, is Minnesota going to keep going to keep pace? Is Philadelphia going to keep pace? I could probably bank on Philadelphia falling by the wayside because they're a young team with a young quarterback. I can see a young coaching situation as well. 
that that team's probably gonna fall by the wayside. Minnesota a little different. They've done this before. They have they've have snuck into a play a playoff before and gotten a win in the wild card round. So I am a little worried about worried about them. But we don't need to worry about Seattle. They're this year, Seattle, Seattle, yeah, the, the, the Seattle laws are actually, you know, I'm any team that's right, any team right now that's below us, I'm just I'm sitting there watching these games very, very attentively and seeing like, okay, what's about to happen? You know, I really need, I really wanted the Chargers to get it, to get to get a win today because that would have given us a little, a little bit more breathing room, a little bit more space between us and the next and, and, and the next team. But you know, right now we just, you know, all you know, every, you know, everything being everything, we have as long as we handle what's in front of us as a team. Nothing else. Nothing else truly matters. As long as we we just have to handle our assignment each and every week, and we can we really control our own destiny right now. And this and this Washington game though is going to be like almost even more crucial than the Cardinals game was. It's going to tell me a lot about the 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 personality and the character of this team to show. Okay, you got this big win. Awesome. It was great. And this is the first game at home with Cam Newton. I mean, God, because. If they start Cam and they bring out the offensive starters and the fire is going and they call his name out and he runs out of that tunnel, you're, there's going to be an earthquake in, in down in uptown Charlotte. Like you're going to be able to hear. And I honestly, God, think they might start him to just do that. If I'm Tepper and I'm a businessman, I think you might start Cam just to do that. And then you have Cam going for a play. And then you bring PJ in. Like I honestly think I, that might happen. I, I hope they don't do that. I think I think I think the business I, the business side was cool when we when we got Cam back. But I think they, I, I think they're I think they're a little bit more serious about this thing than what than what people would like would like to believe. I know I know like the narrative is great. No, yeah, they, they, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna probably bring. I, I would assume they're gonna put PJ out there as a starter. I would imagine, and and they should. I think too, because like I said, I mean. This isn't a throwaway game. I mean, we saw what Washington did to Tampa Bay today. Like, they, that that's not a fluke. Washington, I mean, without Chase Young, it's a bit different, but. Yeah, Washington's coming in. They're a team looking to try and make a statement, too. They're, st- they're still very much in the hunt as well. It's two teams right now that are fighting for their playoff lives. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a playoff atmosphere, atmosphere in that stadium. And hopefully it's, hopefully it's sold out in black and blue jerseys and it's not. We don't, we don't see a whole bunch of that, a bunch of that red stuff up in there, and, and we give it that playoff feel. Because I'm, t- I think, I mean, these these games down the stretch, bro, they're gonna have Bank of America in playoff mode each and every week. And consistency is gonna be key. And I mean, obviously, like, yeah, of course, Jack, no dip. Like, consistency is always key. But <laughs> like, and seriously, inconsistency in in the in your play calling ability, in your coaching, in your health. I mean, the consistency is going to be key everywhere here, and, and and your quarterback production. Because look at like, we can't like the team today. Yes, it was a it was the offensive production was there, but it was up 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 up, and then down, and then kind of just evened out. I mean, the field goal is awesome. Love to see a consistent kicker, but like, if you want to be in these games, and I think the problem with the Panthers team is is that is how the offense is. It's very up and down. When it's hot, it's hot. When it's stagnant, it is stagnant. When it can't do anything, it cannot do anything. And in the playoffs. That's gonna. I mean, Cam, Cam knows that more than anybody, and I love to see. Like, if you're, if you, like, you cannot tell me Cam is not a leader. You can't tell me Cam is selfish. I don't want to hear any of this anymore. He's coming back into a situation where he knew he was not going to be the starter. He knew he wasn't going to be the starter. He knew he was going to have to fight for it. He's willingly accepting the plays when he's given them, 
and still upset when he doesn't perform when he needs to. And then he's coaching up guys on the sideline like he's been there the last five years. Like, Cam, this just proves to me the man that Cam has become. And and and, and if you want to say anything to Cam, go talk to somebody else. I, I ain't going to hear it. I think the word fight may be relative. I think it may just be a situation. I think if he knew the playbook, they wouldn't waste any time getting making him the starter. I don't, I don't think I don't think they want to waste time. I I truly think they do want to put him in and make him the guy as soon as he can run that offense how they want it ran. But uh, but 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 but, but like you said, speak to that point, man. Yeah, Cam is right. Yeah, Cam is he's always been this guy. He, he over the over the past few years, you know, people are so I've, I've gotten a chance to see it more. I know early on with some of the things that he said coming coming out of Auburn that you know people they 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 stuck to a narrative and ran with it for a decade and you know and and, and that's cool. But Cam has always been he's he's always been a guy that's been able, that's been able to galvanize galvanize teammates, control the room, and be and and and, and, uh, and uplift guys. You know, what I mean, you, you see him as soon as guys make, make make mistakes, the first guy over to talk to him is going is usually Cam. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, and you saw like you said you saw today. I don't know if you saw we probably all saw this, the sideline clip today where after the pick PJ threw. Offense is is gathered around him, and he's putting he's putting his arm on PJ's shoulder. You know, say giving him encouragement, man. He's a guy that's just gonna he wants to win. That's that that's the bottom line here. I mean, he came back to win football games, and today was one today was one of those days where you know having that type of energy, having this type of leadership, probably help, help probably help propel you in, in a game like today. Yeah, and it's an interesting spot with Cam because we talk about consistency um, with injuries and health. And we know that Cam is not ever going to be the the healthy Cam that he was. He's just past that point. You can see it um, a little bit in his arm, a little bit. Um, you know, I, he actually looked to me a little bit more athletic and, and, and spry than I thought he would be um, coming off at this point in his career, which is good. And it, it kind of leaves us in a tough spot um, while Cam's not the starter. Because when he's not going to be the starter, we are going to use him like we did today. And we're going to use him, you know, he, like Jack said, he's the best goal line quarterback and one of the best goal line players of all time. Um, so and you have to use him in that role. So it's a, you're, we're trying to find that fine line of using him in that role where he's good at, but also keeping him healthy. Because if, if Cam's injured, then it's like, it's like, what is this all for? <laughs> right. <laughs> same with well, the cap. I would say the same thing with the capper. And I think they have to keep, I mean, keep doing this until you need to not do it or until it's able to do so where you can't. Like with McCaffrey, kept him in a little bit longer than yeah. I would have liked. I mean, he looked like, you know, he had his bursts. He had, I mean, I think with a better yeah. offensive line, some of those plays that he had, those are those are to the house. Those are home mm-hmm. runs with some of the with, you know, he had the holes there for a split second. The burst is still, it's lingering a bit, but the burst is still there for the most part. And then I think, though, you know, especially with Cam, and I think that we talk about it, I think, because Shantiz, I mean, you said he's always kind of, you know, been this guy, but, I mean, there was a time when Cam was very up and down. You know, you had the towel on the head. You had, you know, running down, up and down the sideline. But I think Cam knows that, you know, this offense can be that up and down, and he now knows how to remedy that to go, hey, guys, we can't be this up and down. Like, we need to keep our heads on us. I think that's what he was saying with PJ. You know, we can't go down in the dumps. We can't do that. The problem I see with that, though, is an underlying in the team. And we talked about it with Sam, and we see it now with PJ. There is – and I think this is why Rule was hesitant to bring in Cam in the first place. There's, mm-hmm. I think, a lack of – obviously, a clear lack of leadership in coaching because when you have a t- an offense that performs kind of the way the quarterback does, when Sam got stressed and got 
you know, for, and would freak out and got stagnant. The offense did the same thing. The offense got stagnant. It freaked out. It stressed out. It didn't know what it was going to do. Now with Cam, though, we see it rallying. We see the momentum. We see it pushing. A quarterback, yes, should be able to carry his team and motivate his players, but not to the point where you can clearly see it as night and day, and there's nothing from the coaches that is showing you that they're having an impact. His, but here's the thing, though. When it, coaches don't have control of, over the locker room, man. That's when, you, that's when you have to have guys like a Cam that that truly control the locker room and the, and the locker room follows behind those guys because coaches only coaches can only do so much you have to have you have to have guys players that hold that hold guys accountable when, when we went on, on the super bowl right I, I can't remember who said this but you you had guys like a charles johnson that held the defense accountable like a guy like td a guy like luke you had a guys like you had guys like cam jonathan stewart tober that held guys accountable on the offensive side you know what i'm saying and, and you know sam to you know I, you know the, the kid's just not a leader you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you I mean, he, may, he may be a good kid, but not every quarterback's a leader. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Rodgers is a very – he's a guy that I don't even think is true is truly a, a, a great leader as well. He's a great quarterback. You know what I'm saying? But guy, but, but we look at guys like a Tom Brady. And we talk about, when we talk about Tom Brady and, and guys like Peyton Manning, we talk about those guys as being phenomenal leaders and their, and, and, and their respective rights. And, that, and that's, usually, that's usually how you can engineer, you know – Offense when your team is struggling, you know what I'm saying, and and, and like what and what the struggles we've had this this season with this offense, it would have taken a true leader to be able to say, hey, we got we got we got up the level instead of a guy like Sam and I got I hate to try to sound like I'm dumping on him, but a guy like Sam that kind of just goes into a shell once he once he makes a mistake and you and you can just see that he's losing it, and he's he's unraveling mentally as the game goes on. Yeah, we're really a team right now that rides the wave. When things are going good, they're great, and we win. We get wins like we did today, but when, but when there, when it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours with us right now. And you know, like we said, once one thing goes wrong, then everything else goes wrong. And it, and it really, quite frankly, starts with injuries. Once, when, I mean, it really is McCaffrey. Yeah. When he goes down, we lose a lot of our identity, a lot of our, you know, our focus on offense. And I think. Um, you know, we've gotten good production out of Chuba Hubbard and, you know, even Abdullah, uh, kind of a weird mid middle of the season, you know, pickup that we got. And he plays, a bit, he, play, he plays a little bit more than I, than I thought, but like, Hey, we, we picked him up for, you know, for pretty cheap and he, and he's taking hits off, um, you know, Chuba and McCaffrey. So, um, it, it, we got to be able to play with McCaffrey out of the game. Like he, he's obviously a difference maker and he changes things completely changes, you know, the game plan for a defense it's, it's night and day. And it's, and it really changes how everybody else on offense performs. So finding that consistency, not only with just a level of play, but with injuries and being able to, you know, next guy up, step up to the plate and not, not overthink things when we have guys out of the game because we still need to play to our overall team identity and we still need to just do our thing despite who who's in and who's out of the lineup so um it's going to be you know really important that we you know like stay steady throughout the rest of the season and aren't you know you know getting getting too carried away with the highs and then when things are low just you know, it all comes down. So we need to find that middle ground where we can consistently play and, uh, and you know play within ourselves. So then we talk about Sam, and I mean, uh, clearly I think this injury was not fabricated, but definitely they are not quick to try to get sure, get him healthy, get it back on the field. 
what do we think his future is? I mean, Tyler said it pretty overtly. He doesn't think that's that. He doesn't think he's going to start for the Panthers anymore. I mean, I, what do we think is his future? Uh, what it is right now. Uh, not, not dressing not as a Carolina Panther. That's that, that's what the future is. I mean, they, they Scott Fritter even like in the in the press conference immediately after signing Cam. Scott Fritter, the first thing Scott Fritter said when they asked him about Sam, like we're gonna have to find out what we're gonna do, what we're gonna do about Sam, and like and like, and that may have just been he may that that may have not been anything, but to me that sounds like okay, yeah, bro, we're trying to figure out how, how the hell we're about to get him off this roster, but right now we just right now we're just kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place because we just gave him we just picked up his fifth year option for eighteen million, so we're trying to figure that out, and when and when we do, we'll let you, we'll let y'all know. It it didn't sound like a. Oh yeah, he's gonna be back. Whenever he's healthy, he's he's gonna play again. Like no, I think it, it, at this point now, even if he's healthy, he's going to be where he's at right now, which is at home. <laughs> That's the most yeah. Panthers thing in the world to pay. You're paying the backup that you got for the backup that you got because you cut Cam, and now you're paying Cam to remedy the backup that you got for the backup that you got for Cam. <laughs> it's not, I've never more a more Panthers thing. Yeah, I have never heard. Yeah, and it's it's a I weird just, spot because, like, if if it weren't for us signing Cam, we kind of be in no man's land right now. But Cam gives us this this hope, and we you know we really not only need Cam to ride it out and play well for the rest of this season, but like going into next season, if we don't have a guy that's playing well at this the end of at the end of 2021, it's going to be, you know, we're, I don't think we're not going to be picking in a spot good enough in the draft and in a weak quarterback class to get a guy. I, I'm not, I don't think we're drafting quarterback in the first round this year. So finding the future is going to be tough. So you're really banking on right now, Cam playing well enough to earn a contract to play next year as a starter. So um, things kind of turned on its head real quickly here from Darnold being the guy to maybe not to now not a lot of Panthers fans remember that he's on the team. I feel like nobody's really talking about Sam Darnold, <laughs> and I wonder how he feels right now. Like it's all about I feel family. bad for him. Yeah, it's it's tough. It is tough, and and yeah. So it's like uh, it, it's like you you date a girl to find out she was just using you to make your ex jealous, and now she's back together with the ex, and you're just like bye bye. You were just you. He, I mean, seriously, he is, and I feel kind of. I mean, he didn't ask for this. I mean. He didn't ask for a coaching staff that was scared to draft a rookie quarterback because they knew they couldn't coach him. And so that coaching staff was arguably more likely going for Deshaun Watson until all shit hit the fan and he was taken off the board. So this is your next guy with some sort of, you know, experience. Like, I think that's really how this whole scenario played out. They knew they couldn't take a rookie quarterback and elevate his talent because honest to God, I think they're very, very self-aware of the problems they have as a coaching staff. And they do what they can to try to remedy the situation. It's why they draft, you know, picked up or drafted guys that they had coached before, either professionally or in college. And I mean, I kind of feel bad for him because he was screwed up. I mean, he was given the shit because the well, I know, I know, but when you, I know, but when you're at this level in these in this, there's a there's a window when you're that young where your coaching in the NFL definitely affects your ability. And you had Adam Gase. And then put in this scenario at a certain point, you have to propel yourself and take it upon yourself to perform better as a, as a player. But it's really hard when you have this kind of, so I think no quarterbacks use every single pick on the offensive line. 
I'm going to say it every week until you do it because, dear God, like, yes, it's it's good now. We have other areas. We have depth in almost every other position. And the, in the defensive line, we have Marquise Haynes. We have Yachir Gross Matos. We have, you know, Morgan Fox. We've got guys at linebacker. We're a little iffy. I think we should bring the whole band back together, come full circle, bring Keekley out of retirement. Yeah. Bring him. He's, he, you know, we need to do it now. Fitterer, yeah. I would, I would, Fitterer would get a statue at Bank of America Stadium if he could pull that off. Yeah. I, 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 okay. I, I, I feel bad for Sam only As a because kind of not really, but I'm not, but I feel bad for him. <laughs> All, I, 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 he's got eight, he's got 18 million reasons to not feel too down about anything right now. That money's coming in either way it goes. That money so is coming feel, in. I can't feel too upset considering, you know, considering the circumstances. Now, I, the reason I don't feel too, all too bad is because, look, at the end of the day, the reason why Cam is back here is because you couldn't do your job. That's why he's here. Not for any other reason besides you couldn't do your job. Trust and believe. Matt Rule and that staff would have loved to not have to call Cam Newton to come save their season. I promise you, ego wise, they would have loved to never have never had to call that man again, or even or even remember that he even played for this franchise at any point. They would have loved to to have moved on from from that. But because you were so, because you were so bad that you caused us to lose against Philadelphia, Minnesota, and New York, and lose to New York, and lose so bad to the point where you only scored three points against the New York Football Giants. Yeah, that's the reason why. That's the reason why Cam got the call. It's a, it's it's no but it's not is ruling is ruling and Brady at fault for some things. Yes, but even I started to recognize that I think a lot of the issue with the offense was more so on the on the shoulders of Donald than it was Joe Brady. I th- I think Joe Brady's offensive play calling looked better today than it's looked in quite some time because he has. Two quarterbacks right now that can that are that 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 are sound decision makers in, in the sense of when when they see it they're gonna make the, when they see it, they're gonna make the play and they're not, and they're not gonna hold on to the ball to the point where nobody's open and, and they're taking sacks. Well, let's first off talk about how Shantice once again being the guru that he is called something into he spoke something into existence with one of the funniest tweets I've ever seen talking about how Matt Rule is crying giving that game ball to Cam because you know he gave that game ball to Cam. Got you, no choice. You know you know he did that. You know that happened. I just I think it was this perfect shit storm unfortunately in a bunch of different scenarios not working together because you're right. I mean, had there been a better quarterback on the board that was available Cam would not have gotten this call. He wouldn't. I like. Really, yes, there was the you know the reunion aspect and the impact he had on the Panthers, and as a reason. But I really truly think if I mean Tepper would not have made the the call for somebody else other than Cam. Rule would have had his pick of guy of you know marble slabs of just nothingness that he can cultivate into mediocrity. But thankfully for us, Cam was available. We questioned Belichick back in the beginning. Belichick, maybe he orchestrated this whole thing so that we would be able to get, you know, Cam Newton back. And I got a question for y'all. What do we think Rule was whispering to Cam there at the end of the game? We saw as they were running off, you know, to go shake hands. Rule will say he he made it a point to cover his mouth. <laughs> what do we think he was saying? I would take any and all speculation as wild as possible. Oh God, Tyler, he go first. I can think of something now. It's like, yeah, I don't crazy. know. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. That's, that's a great question because here's the thing, bro. Is I don't know, Tyler. Do you feel like Matt Rule like truly likes Cam? 
Like, 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 like will you watch pressers and anything? Do you, th- do you think like this? It's kind of like a just a, eh, I mean, eh. You know, it's tough because the re- one of the reasons I was so shocked about this is we all know the departing of Cam and how um, awkward of a situation it was with Rule deeming him the starter in the press a week before he got cut. So that was kind of uh, weird. Some of those things the head coach says in the media might not always be the things he wants to say. That might have been a, you know, a move that was going to be made uh, beyond his power. We don't know that. Yeah. But um, it, does he like him or not? I don't. I mean, he's got to. Yeah, he, he has no <laughs> at this point. And you know, we might just be riding with Fitterer right now, um, and just you know, more power going to him and like letting him call the shots on a Jack, lot of things. Jack, what do you think Rule said? Because I can't think of anything. Ah, uh, there could. I think there could be so many things. Um, Literally, it could be anything like, hey, thank you for saving my ass. If you get us to the playoffs, I'll let you sleep with my wife. I don't I, – there could be <laughs> – if you save my job, then you have every – like, I don't, it could be – like, I, I – but it's probably nothing. Maybe – I don't even think it would be any some, some sort of apology. But because Cam, like, um, I looked at it, he smiled but then made kind of a face. I don't really know, you know, what what it kind of was. Yeah, Cam's kind of easy to read. Uh, he's he's a he's a, he's, he's a very emo- emotion yeah. emotive human being. Yeah, that yeah, definitely so. wears hard on his sleeve, man. That hard is definitely the one thing sleeve. I will say. They and this is a weird segue to and not anything we were talking about, but just watching our players today, we have some of the just coolest looking players <laughs> in the NFL. Like just the way they're like they're wearing the jerseys, the gear they have, whether it's the dreads coming out of the back of the helmet, just the way they just look cool. It, we, got, we, like, we, we got some dogs, man. We got some guys that you know that, that you know what I'm saying. Like, like if you if you see him across the you see him across the field warming up, you're like, oh yeah, he's a baller. They look like superheroes almost. It's just like it just look they just it just looks cool to me. I don't know. Now one thing we got to talk about too because we talked about how we played today. Dante Jackson has week in and week out just continued to improve in coverage ability and putting it in, in lockups, different scenarios. You know, we didn't have D-Hop to work with, to worry about this week. Kirk got away from some of them a little bit, but we've got the scenario now where we've got Dante Jackson, C.J. Henderson, A.J. Bouye. Again, we have a, a C.J., A.J., and D.J. It's, I think it's funny. And then we have Stefan, and then, you know, inevitably we'll have J.C. back. Do you pay D.J.? Do you pay Jackson or do you let go? Because I, I really don't know at this point. Or is he, he going to be worth too much? I, I think the bag is going to be too big. I think the bag he's going to demand is going to be – it's not going to be – is that, do, I, do I think he would be worth the money he's probably going to ask for? Probably not. But in terms of how the NFL free agency goes, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all about, you know, who's who's next up, who can who, who who hits the market at the right time. And, and then right now would be probably be the, the best time for him, for him to hit the market with the year he's having. I mean – I just couldn't see a scenario where you could bring him, him and Stephon Gilmore back. So you're gonna have to pick one, and who, it's just who you're more comfortable paying at the end of the day. That's what that's really what's gonna boil down to. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, seeing how the corners play out, it's it's interesting who's like getting time because we see Keith Taylor still out there on a regular basis, and uh, C.J. Henderson is still not like that first round pick that um that he was and you know jacksonville was at least partially right that he wasn't um 
you know, this first round pick, but we, you know, still don't regret that trade at all. And I think it was a great move. And I think he has a future with this team, but um, you know, we know that JC is going to be a future, um, you know, key piece, um, you know, our best corner, quite frankly. And so making that decision between Dante, um, how we fit him in with the rest and who, who we bring back really with AJ Boye, you know, to being more of an inside player and um, who we can project to that spot going forward. Um, it's going to be really interesting. You know, we're not really, um, we're not really getting the benefit of having a rookie quarterback contract right now because we have money tied down and Donald, Teddy, and maybe somebody else next year. So, I mean, we'll, we'll have a lot of fun discussion about it this offseason, but um, things are going to be tight with the cap right now. It's looking good, though, with, with us being young and having a lot of uh, rookies on the team and a lot of rookie contracts. So, um, as, as it stands now, we have a lot of a lot of cap at that cap room can drop real quick after a couple big contracts. And I think, you know, talking about DJ Moore, I think he's a guy that we have to resign. Um, I know we were surprised when Robbie got the deal uh, back in the summer, the two year uh, deal. We were a little bit surprised by that, but I don't think that stops you from resigning DJ. I don't think um, either of the rookie receivers uh, stop you from resigning DJ. I think DJ is really um, over this last year and a half he's cemented himself as a guy that you need to pay and keep as a you know cornerstone of your franchise so looking forward to free agency um it's a big year for it but i think dj is going to be a guy that we need to bring back all i'll say is this if we can finish it out with this it was just it was fun to watch parenthood football again it's been begrudgingly enjoyable when we've won and just you know routinely painful when we've lost but this was just fun, man. It was fun to watch. It was. It, I felt like a kid again watching Panthers football. I haven't been this excited or this emotive watching Panthers football in a while. Like when we've scored, I've been like, all right, thank God, finally. When we've lost, I've been like, yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. But for this one, like it, I just up and down, bar none, just enjoyable football to watch, y'all. And hopefully they can keep rolling it. They can keep rolling the, riding the wave and keep it going. And inevitably – they keep pounding.